0: Thanks for listening to Open the Word. Today, we're throwing it back and dusting off an episode from the archives. We've had some great conversations over a decade of radio ministry that deserve to be heard again, so you might hear some new voices and old references, but we hope you still enjoy these episodes.
1: You found a place to belong here in the circle of friends. And I'm Missy and I'm with Libby today. Libby, it's Thursday.
0: We've had a great week so far. <laughs> I think so. We've traveled in places sense. where I never expected to go for some reason, but well, I all good. Don't you think we should be used to that by yeah, now? I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. that's
1: one of the things I love about coming to the table and opening uh,
0: scripture, because
1: you never know where God might take you, for oh, sure.
0: Yeah, and here's the thing. And I shared this with you when we were not on the air how often I just feel so completely unworthy of even sitting at this table and sharing. And yet I know that as long as we're in the Word of God and sharing from that, we cannot go wrong. And I think it's beautiful the way God just you can read something a hundred times and you read it and he brings something new to you. And when did they put that in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when did he write that? And I'm not I I am not worthy of that. Especially when I think of oh gosh, I think it was Monday, my oh my lack of desire to even come and sit at the table because I felt like the previous couple of days I was not behaving very oh. well.
1: Oh I get it. I get it. And and listeners, we do not offer you <laughs> Missy and Libby. Well, we do. I mean, we're here. (laughs) Take us or leave us. But but we're not saying, look at us. We got it all together. Oh my goodness. We're saying, look at Christ who can help you do what he calls you to do. Because we need him every moment of every day, Mm -hmm. of every single day. Uh, Uh, Recognizing our need that we can't do this thing. We can't follow him. We can't deny ourselves and take up his cross without his help. Isn't that crazy? He doesn't call us to do something that he isn't already standing there with us saying, I'm here. I'm going to help you do it.
0: That's right. I'll give you what you need. And he already has the victory and he's given us the victory and we just kind of uh, muddle through life without claiming that sometimes. I want to share with you though, a very real thing that happened Uh, and it was, it was, um, Over the weekend. So that's part of the reason why I felt like, oh, I just am so unworthy to come in here on on Monday. But it was really a beautiful thing. And God has done this so many times in my life. And I have to just give Him a shout out over and over. Okay, so I'm going to just give you a little backstory here. I had not been. feeling really good about my relationship with Mike and just there were parts of it that I thought man I I don't like where we are right now in this area or this area and and I thought I'm going to define this I'm going to I'm going to define what is it that's really bugging me and so um I did and Mike and I have had this conversation off and on for years and he's so gracious and so wonderful but he is the first to admit He grew up in a household that really showed no affection. You knew they loved each other, but they didn't say it. Uh, They really didn't show it in the way that I would want it. Mm. And he didn't even realize how lacking that was in his life until I was the one that needed the affection and he just didn't have a well of affection to give to me. Mm. And And thankfully we were, we've always been able to talk about it and we would get counseling for it and and so that's part of the story and I'm focusing on that but believe me I could tell you much more about me my my shortcomings we're going on 40 years okay
1: so we're we're there and beyond as well and if you've been married any length of time you know there's ups and yeah, there's oh downs. yeah
0: yeah yeah and believe me I could devote Oh, at least a week of radio and talk talk about my shortcomings. So this is just one one thing that I want to point out. So I was laying this before the Lord and I'm like, I'm really angry. I'm at the point where I'm just so angry. Like we have this conversation, we talk about action steps and then boom, we're right back to where mm-hmm. we were like, eh. you didn't learn a thing. And yet he's he's like oblivious to it. It's not like he's trying to not do it or to ignore me. It's like, he's oblivious. And uh, so I just prayed about it. And I was really, really um, over the top praying about this. And I thought I'm gonna write him a letter. I'm going to write him a letter and I'm going to do it with love and it's going to be a good letter because then that gives him time to, to just really take it in seclusion and read through it and process and then we can come together and talk about it. And I knew how to do that and I wanted this to be done well because this isn't about him uh, it may it is and it isn't. It's not about me wanting to fix him. Mm-hmm. It's about me wanting us to communicate well and to keep taking action steps to to keep making our marriage better and better and better. Mm-hmm. and And so anyway. I didn't do it. Didn't write the letter. Just kept praying. So it was on Sunday. We went. We went to Menards, of all places. We had a list of things to look for, and it was a good day. And I, you know, I didn't feel any. I don't feel any animosity or anything. I want what's best for us. So I was doing fine, absolutely fine. And we had a great day in church, great worship, everything. So we're at Menards, and we're walking through the store, and all of a sudden, he put his arm around me. Oh. He put his arm around me and he just got in real close. And at that moment, a lady was approaching us and she smiled so big and said, get a (laughs) room. And then she just giggled. But I thought, what a precious moment. And I felt my heavenly Abba Daddy saying, he's got a well of affection for you. And you just need to keep talking to me about that. And I'm going to bring it forth. But isn't that beautiful that That when you're in a marriage or any relationship, it's not just the two of you. God wants Mm. to be the master of that relationship. And he knows what you
1: need when you need it. That's right. And if you look to him truly and really rather than another person, which when you're in a marriage, it's, it's hard because you think Mm -hmm. I've got needs that need to be met and you
0: don't. You know, Right.
1: Okay. There's, there's some truth in that that both of you have to work towards each other. But in reality, no one can meet those needs but God.
0: That's right. That's so, right.
1: So those mm-hmm. you know, those foundational needs that you have, those deep-seated, hungering places in your heart have to be given to the Lord first.
0: Mm-hmm. Because
1: even if he even if he, whoever that is, he or she, the wife or the husband, tries to meet those needs, the real need is not from that person. It's the, it's it's your needs need to be met by God. That That's He's right. the one He He's the one that created those needs in us and He is the one that is is made to fulfill those needs. Mm. So when you look to someone else to meet those needs, there will be disappointment. Mm -hmm. So, and this is, this is another part of denying yourself and taking up your cross and following him and doing the right thing. Yes. Even though You know, you had your, quote unquote, rights. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Scripture tells us that, you know, husbands and wives should show affection to one another and that we should care about one another and put others above. All of those things are true. But you laid that aside and gave it to your Heavenly Father and He stepped in. That is such a wonderful illustration of how God works
0: and he did it so quickly (laughs) I was just amazed but and here's the beautiful thing we've been through this you know when you go through 40 years of marriage uh, you want to do it well and and you're not going to and especially apart from Christ you're just not going to or at least consistently but here's what I've I have found the more we're willing Mike and I are willing to go through these things together the better we get at it as as time goes by and the
1: quicker you get through it the
0: quicker we get through it, well, the more healthy we get and, through and it and
1: the truth is you and mike and ned and missy there we're not the same people we were when we married that's each exactly other. right so change is happening on both sides for both people and and through the years things change seasons of life all those things are changing all the time so you have to be prepared and ready to recognize those changes and to work toward uh continuing unity and closeness and all those things that make your marriage work because you know i mean there are there are hard times and there are easier mm-hmm. times. There are great. There's mountaintops and there's valleys, and mm-hmm. there, all of it is real and, um, and part of being in a relationship with another human being. Oh yes, because yes. we said this yesterday. For all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. So I'm a sinner married to a sinner. You're a sinner married to a sinner. And we are trying to be in relationship with each other. And so that's why Christ is so critical to be in the center Mm -hmm. of that. And that's, you know, the, the closer we get to Christ, the closer we get to one another, but, and we know that, and we've
0: done that for years but even 40 years in we've got
1: to remind ourselves we got to continue to do that.
0: Oh yeah, well, it's because our self wants to come to oh, rise to the top. I am right with you. Yeah. I am right
1: self with you. Self wants that. to
0: rise to the top all the time. And when we recognize our tendencies, we are able to defeat them yeah. then. But we have to recognize them, we have to acknowledge them, and we have to take them to to yeah. our heavenly father to defeat them. He's already defeated them for us, but we need to receive that. And I do need to say, oh my goodness, I don't like sharing stuff like that because I it's it's like taking scripture out of context. I just took a situation in our marriage out of the context of our marriage. But you know, Mike. Yes. Oh my goodness. He's awesome. He's awesome. And wonderful. He's and wonderful. you Love him dearly, and I can't imagine life without him. And I cannot. Sometimes I I don't even know why he puts up with me. <laughs> I feel the same way. But and he you know, said the same thing to me. He said we, the same thing. We, yeah.
1: It's like any relationship, you know. I think of you know. If uh, family relationships or you know mother and child father and, oh, child, yeah. and husband and wife sisters brothers i mean every relationship has those moments where you're like you're driving me crazy um but the love is real and you have to work but we're all sinners saved that's by right grace. so that's right you have to offer grace um, and in particular to those who may not be saved maybe they're not saved so yeah. they don't have any grace to offer you so you've got to have extra and god That's will give right. it to you he will pour out his grace because he offers it so it's and honestly iron sharpening iron we're learning from each other yeah growing we're changing um and i'm right with you there's things that ned has <laughs> dealt with for years And i think oh my gosh how did you How did you you do that? How did you love me so well through all of that mess that I've been through? And I'm
0: still not where I want to be, but, you know, so you, you give one another grace and you learn from each other and it's, it's a beautiful thing. It It really is is a beautiful thing. And especially when you recognize how, uh, precisely how detailed God answered mm. a prayer. I mean, yeah. even the words that Mike spoke to me yeah. in that aisle way were so like, oh my goodness, that's exactly what I was praying for. So that was just one incident, but yeah, it was amazing. And I also, I believe that marriage and the scripture has a lot to say about the purpose of marriage, but I believe one of its purposes is to make us holy. Yes. And, yes. and, and You know, you're not going to get holy without a bit of sandpaper in there.
1: (laughs) There's a lot of sandpaper going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I would like to get us back into the book Daily with the King by W. Glenn Evans. And the reason I do is because I found a reading from there that I think speaks to really what we've been talking about all week. And it's called, Does Jesus Want Us Alive and Well? Question mark. (laughs) So let's see what... Mr. Evans has to say about this as I begin reading, Lord, do I have the right to automatic healing? Is sickness always an attack of Satan and may I expel him by means of the cross? There are some sicknesses due to sin, we're told in 1 Corinthians 11 30, some sicknesses due to Satan, as in Job 2 verse 7, and some sicknesses for which there is no assignable cause, John 9 3. But all sicknesses, if used properly, are designed to be used to the glory of God. John eleven four. 4.
1: Wow. Can I just say that? Yeah. Yes. Keep reading. Sorry.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> say wow. For a disciple of Jesus Christ, sickness becomes a tool in the hands of God. You know what? I'm going to back up a little bit here. I don't know if we can do this, Missy, but I'm going to put it out there. Maybe even with the word sickness, we could put in hardship mm. or suffering.
1: I, I think it is interchangeable. Also. I'm, I'm
0: going to edit a little bit of, of Mr. Evans' writing here, and, and let's just uh, look at it that way. So, so when, when we use the word sickness, we're thinking of affliction. Affliction, and that's so affliction. much more than physical. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm going to pick it up there. For a disciple of Jesus Christ, sickness becomes a tool In the hands of god job was brought to a new awareness of god through his sickness and paul enjoyed more of god's grace through the thorn in his flesh my first reaction to becoming ill should always be lord what is your message in all this faith healing is not crassly
1: demanding that god obey me rather it is asking god what his will might be In other words, I am to pray about praying. Paul asked God three times about the matter. If God reveals to me that he desires to heal me, then faith takes over and praying ceases. Or conversely, if God reveals to me that sickness is to be my portion for deeper spiritual purposes, then obedience takes over and I stop praying. Does Jesus want me to always be well? not until he has accomplished his purposes through my sickness. For having strong, healthy bodies is not God's first objective for his children. Godliness is, according to 1 Timothy 4.8. The body is not without its value, of course, but I must present it to him as a living sacrifice, as Romans 12.1 says, which gives him the right to do with it as he as it pleases him. If he treats my body with weakness, he will also give me the necessary grace to bear it. 2 Corinthians 12, 9. And then he lists Psalm 119, 67 to 68. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep thy word. Thou art good and doest good. Teach me thy statutes.
0: Hmm.
1: Wow, you talk about hard things to read. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Think about that. The psalmist is saying it's good that he had that affliction because God worked in it for him, for his good. Do we approach sickness, hardship, challenges, hard things? Do we approach it in the same manner? Mm. I, I think God wants us to because he is in it and can make good come from it. Right. We can't do that. But if we yield ourselves to him, if we're willing for him to work, he can do mighty things that we can't even imagine Mm.
0: well and i'll tell you the things that really jumped out at me was when uh mr evans says my first reaction to becoming ill or i'm going to say afflicted with Mm -hmm. anything should always be lord what is your message in all of this and and we tend not to do that well i and
1: there's nothing wrong with praying for those who are sick any of those things but but I, th- I think we need to go beyond that and recognize that God is at work, whether we're the ones with a sickness or someone else that we mm-hmm. know has a sickness. Mm-hmm. And and clearly scripture tells us there's different reasons for sicknesses. Right, um, right. Some of it is due to sin, some of it is due to Satan, and some, there's no reason. I mean, there's no assigned reason for it. Right. So we might right. not know until we get to heaven exactly. what, what that sickness was Exactly. For. But to trust that God is in it that he is not surprised by it, that he, his will be done in and through it, and that we be changed in whatever way he wants us to be changed by it for his honor, for his glory, mm-hmm. for his kingdom, uh, not for our comfort, which obviously is really the first thing we generally think about. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not judging anybody. If, if I get right. sick, yeah, probably my first prayer is, God, help me feel better, you know, because I'm yeah. sick, I don't feel right. well. But I like this challenge because this is the truth of it. Maybe my prayer should be, God, help me to recognize what you're doing in me through this. Help me yes. to have the strength to deal with it in a, in a godly, gracious manner. Um, when I get sick, I get cranky. I mean, <laughs> I'll just be honest with you. When I don't mm-hmm. feel well, I have a shorter temper. I, I'm not as understanding. I, I'm just cranky. If I'm in pain, mm-hmm. I'm cranky well, okay, that's understandable, but that's not what God wants for me.
0: Mm, do you know what
1: I'm saying? I do. So so let's move beyond that in whatever mm. ways we can. And that's that's an act of will because I may not quit feeling cranky, but I've got to stop acting cranky. Right. Do you know what I'm right. saying?
0: I do. I, I do. I,
1: I may not feel patient, but I've got to show patience. I've got, I've got to discipline myself to exhibit that patience. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to get that from myself. That's going to come from God mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Missy doesn't, miraculously become some nice sweet person i mean if i don't get enough sleep if i get, i mean you know if i'm sick if i don't feel well any of those things i i can get a little cranky i've been like that since i was a kid you know needed sleep extra sleep when i was sick i would just you know sort of like okay stay away from her she's sick let her get better well those are things i I can understand that
0: but i can't accept that for myself do you know what i'm saying i
1: need i need to move beyond that yeah
0: you and you can't Rationalize behavior, bad behavior because right. of your circumstances. Right. And you may
1: understand that, but please, as my friend in Christ, let me, don't accept that behavior from me. Do you know what I'm
0: saying? <laughs> I do. I, I mean, do.
1: I, I that's just the truth of it. And sometimes it's hard to see ourselves in that way, but um, it's necessary, it you know? It is.
0: It is. Oh, and I appreciate that vulnerability from you. I really do. And I love when he says here, in other words, I am to pray about praying. And I love that because I have honestly thought about this so often, like, Lord, how should I pray for mm-hmm. this? And honestly, that's how I pray mm-hmm. a lot of the time is saying, how should I pray? It's so easy for me and and I think maybe anybody to get into the the typical and understandably so prayers of, please heal them mm-hmm. or, or please bring them safely to that destination, or whatever. Well, that's great. I mean, that's what we want. But what if that's not what God's best is? You know, this is interesting because it makes me
1: think of uh, conversations that I've had with Ned in the past of our persecuted brothers and sisters. Oh, golly! And yes. of course, we don't want them persecuted. No, we don't want them persecuted. But when you read Scripture, you understand that that Jesus said, "Blessed are those who are persecuted." There's there's purpose in that Mm -hmm. and so uh, rather than asking for that hand to be removed and and this came from from people that are brothers and sisters who came to us who live in persecution don't pray that god would remove it pray that i would be strong and a witness through it which kind of started a whole conversation with us that like whoa what oh yeah because god is at work in ways we do not understand Now i'm not suggesting don't pray for persecuted church and don't ask. But I'm just saying, look beyond that. Look beyond that and say, God, please remove this persecution. But if it is your will, then help them in that to accomplish the purpose, what you will for it to be. Yes. Because, um, because his ways are not our ways. We read this in Isaiah earlier in the week. His thoughts are not our thoughts. In fact, they're so far above ours that we can't even begin to imagine what they are. Yeah, So So we have to trust his understanding, not our own. Mm -hmm. And we have to rely on his wisdom, not ours. And when we pray, I think that is beautiful. How should I pray, Lord? Mm. Or Holy Spirit, pray for me, because I don't know what to pray for.
0: Oh, so, so true. And, and I think we need to pay attention. I know I do. I need to pay attention to how I am praying. Mm. Am I just praying what Libby wants? No. Am I praying to maintain a level of comfort? Am I praying to maintain a level of lifestyle? Uh, whatever, whatever. Am I willing to pray the whatever, whatever prayers, the dangerous ones, mm. and then to say, but not my will, Lord. Your will be done. And wow, we're at the end of our day. <laughs> so I guess that's my challenge to me, Missy, and to all of us is let's go before God and ask him to teach us how to pray and what to pray and to pay attention to um, to his leading and guidance. Wow, this has been Wonderful to be together with you, all of you, our listeners. Thank you for joining us. You've found a place to belong here in the circle of friends. Thanks for listening today. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We'd love to hear from you, so find us on Facebook and Instagram at Open the Word Podcast or send us an email to open the word at gmail.com.